Welcome everybody to episode 11 of Moat 9. That's the mutants over at table 9. This week I have my good friend Jake, friend of many, many years. Um, the creator slash founder of Taco Avocat, a um, healthy, modern, fast food concept. Uh, look up in the show notes to get the spelling, Taco Avocat, so you can go check it out. Uh, this episode we get into some manhood stuff, some diet talk, geek out about uh, just getting in the right mindset to get your goals straight. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Let's go. Okay. Well, either way, it's we're only forty seconds in. We can just keep going, <laughs> or <laughs> see if we get into the meat of it, or you give me. But the last one I showed up for, and we just kept rolling, man. Either way, I mean, there, I there's not, it's not like this, it's not like this stuff is what I've been doing is when I do get people, what I've been doing by myself is just movie talk, TV talk, geek stuff. But my mentality is you can geek out a, about just about anything. Absolutely. Like it, it's just a matter of a mental, it's just what mentally excites you. Well, um, I've, I've been thinking about your audience, right? And, um, uh -huh. and, and cause I want to do a lot of podcasts and I want to change the world. I want to get all my messages out there and, you know, I have health and all these different things. So right. for yours, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with like a positive manner to talk about maybe like tech and technology and how it quickly can be used to control you. And you get caught into like the bad parts of it, which can be right. movies and video games and porn and shit. And then, or the good right. part where it's like excelling your life and you're being creative and, and you're connecting nonstop and how men in this generation need to recognize, uh, you know, that part of it. And, but I want right. it to be positive only, you know what I mean? Because it is, and it is awesome uh, technology and all these things, but I'm finding that the balance is like the key. You know what I mean? We got to get outdoors yeah. and move our bodies and then we got to get, right. Yeah. Yeah, because we've we, I, and I agree with you because we've reached a point where we're we're just complacent. Like yet we have this. We I remember reading a few years back that the iPhone has more technology in it than what they use to get to the moon, but yet we use it for something as dumb as social media and just arguing with people online. Like we have more technology than they use to get to the moon, and that's what we're using it for. It seems dumb. So I completely get you. See, oh, gotcha. So I'm glad we can edit this part because what happened was I got another phone call and my cousin tried to FaceTime me, of course, out of the blue, and it totally muted you. So what I did was I put do not disturb uh, now and that should gotcha. fix it. Uh, gotcha, and, gotcha. Anyways, so you just got cut off that last 30, 15 seconds. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Last yeah, part. no, just that that uh, it, it you're absolutely right that it, it does distract us from the possibility like we have so much capability with our phones and yet they use less technology to get to the moon. So it, it's a it's right. What are waste. we doing? Yeah. So where's the disconnect? Yeah. Why aren't we in space yet or something? Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're yeah. Exactly. Like why? Actually, truthfully, yeah. Because I, I've even like I started following a bunch of accounts on Instagram and stuff like like entrepreneurs and business people, and all of them keep saying like, if you have a phone, you're fully capable of starting a business and making some decent money, even if it's a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And people don't do it. it. It's just. Well, what I notice, what I notice more than anything about young men, right? Because we can relate. Mm -hmm. uh, and you did this. The, the, the years where we're so busy, yet 
we find that balance. Like when you worked uh, and I worked, mm-hmm. we worked all the time. We'd work 80 hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yet we still, in our little bit of free time, enjoyed those awesome video games or those awesome, you know what I mean? Right, and, like you said, the balance. And those were our growth years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were our growth years when we had no time. Right. And then we get the time and we waste it and we don't create right later. Like now, right. I, I'm learning to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And actually I was actually having, I was having the similar thought the other day, how when I wake up, cause I'm still working like three to 11. So when I wake up, it's, I'm in the mindset of, I have to get some stuff done, but then I have to try to relax because I don't, most people get off at five. They chill out for maybe an hour or two and then go to bed. So, so they have that wind down and I don't because I get off at 11 and I have to try to get to sleep immediately because I have girls that go to school and I have to get up in, in the morning to get them going. You, you operate best. You operate best. Yeah. So we, when, I, when I do have time, I just want to be like, oh, I need a rest before work. And it's like, no, it's not that I'm, I'm not really tired. I'm unfulfilled. And there's a different and people don't make that connection. They're like, they're, oh, I'm just tired. I'm tired. No, you're not tired. You're unfulfilled. If you use your brain and your body and exhaust yourself, then you'll really be tired. You'll know what real tired is. Right now, you're just unfulfilled. You're, you're, you're unmotivated. Find something to keep you mentally going or fi- even physically. The other night, I wasn't feeling that great because of my blood sugar. And I, walked, I went out there at 11 at night and just did some laps, walked around my yard. Yep. And sure right enough, I, I went to sleep right away. I'm, I'm learning more and more movement is medicine. I mm-hmm. mean, as important as diet, even though they're so symbiotic and even though diet is 80% of it, right. as you start to get energy, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. You better move yeah. and, uh, and breathe and drink water in the desert. And those simple things really mm-hmm. are, are nonstop. They can't stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get into that uh, that fulfillment, right? Like everyone knows Elon Musk and these uh, tribal families. They work until they fall asleep. There, and you think it's work, but it's not. It's uh, it's really authenticity is what it is. It's full purpose. They know right. that these jobs all need their attention, and until their body is about to shut down, they give it that attention. Right, and 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 more importantly than know, that, I think uh, the major thing that people have is that. They, they're not doing something that they care about at all. Like it's just a paycheck Mm -hmm. and it's sad because you need to believe in what you're doing. You need to have some kind of interest in what you're doing because otherwise it is a job and that's not the point of being alive. You're not supposed to have a job. You're supposed to gear towards something that you care about. I enjoyed doing this. This to me isn't work at all. I'm not even getting paid for it technically yet, but this is something that I enjoy doing. So it, it balances out the stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy doing. The other stuff I kind of have to do to help feed my family and stuff. But this is something I enjoy and it's doing. Temporary. And it's temporary. Yeah. And, and if, temporary. If, you're not, if you're not happy, what are you doing on your off time to get to where you are happy? You're not happy with your job? Dude, you have four or five hours, sometimes maybe two or three hours. That's plenty of time to study something and get a different job. You don't. This has been my greatest realization this summer is what you're talking about. It's how we need this focus on this, on this day's work. Mm-hmm. I literally spent two months. I drove the whole country while everyone was in COVID. I spent all year working and then I got my daughters for one month and I took a month actually in California in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the whole month of September, I was just by myself at a room with everything on the wall, dude. 
and I was writing down all these different things. And I had studied Genghis Khan. I had studied all these noblemen and all these kings, right? right. This, this one king, he was going and uh, he had a decision to make pretty much. Like the, the fate of the realm was in his hand. It was back in like 400 BC. Mm-hmm. And the man went on a four-month basically walk him and his two bros him and his most badass motherfuckers and they killed a hundred lions in four months as he walked from one point of his realm to the other point of his realm Mm -hmm. slaying lions getting ready to make his decisions getting ready for his output you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and he was in his truest form he was like this is and that's what i said flying all those years uh hunting uh, snowboarding, uh, you know, uh, high level hockey, like these great outputs right. are, are my truest forms that I've found. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm trying to build my life and now creating my business, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now I'm finally learning to create teams and people. So I'm getting that full fulfillment. There you go. And that's what I was doing. I was making, I was like, what are these things that drag me down? And sometimes they are tech, but normally it's just a mesh of everything. It's a mesh of this world, man. And as you start to eliminate them and get rid of them and live only in your truest form, you feel like yourself. Right. And you're going to get your best creations then. Right. right? Your, your creativity you. comes out. Yeah. And, you, you come out, right? Yeah. Elon and that's, comes that's the, exactly, that's where, the, that's where you find your motivation. And I, I don't even think it's, it's, it goes way past even blaming the tech itself. It's your addiction to the tech. That's the problem. It's not the tech. The tech's, whether it's there or not, you're going to find something to be addicted to, whether it be food, whether it be tech, Dude, whatever. It's it's mother. what's distracting you. This is exactly what people don't get. Uh, the Roman Empire had versions of tech. It was no, mm-hmm. even though the iPhone is this amazing thing that's on the highest scale, they had versions of tech that they wrote about before Babylon in, in these it's all been said before the the cities were too big they were by the sea the technology and uh vanity destroyed them and the people that were living more naturalistic and they survived right so it's the same thing there's always going to be these distractions these diversions that are just too much and they make you not uh capable of becoming yourself basically. You, it, people start becoming less human yeah for sure you know and getting back to ba- sure. get back to basics get back to like you said, the earth, I've actually been doing uh, in the morning because of my back. I, in the morning, I get up, I go outside and I get some sun on me and I stretch. But I, what I've been starting to do is I take off my shoes and I get into the dirt. Like I have to get gr- yes, like sir. what they're saying, grounded. Grounded. Yeah. Yes, get get into that deal. dirt. And I, it even if it doesn't physically do something mentally it puts me in a better mood it puts me in a different state of mind i guarantee it does i, I guarantee there's a balance of ions that's the I way science it. describes it and there's so many old people that move to the ocean it's not for any other reason than they can tell that that's like the magnet is so strong walking that ocean you know it's like it's like uh it's like a drug. You've been there. Yeah. It's like people just zombie out to the ocean. So it's the same thing. We're just trying to get a little of it in the desert, but it, it helps. And there's a reason why you've been enjoying it. Right. That sun and that grounding, it, it's, and I go days without it. I'll get caught up in work and I'll be like, holy cow, I'm off center. I'm way out of whack. You know, mm-hmm. I need to, uh, to get some basics, air, sun. Get back to basics. Grounding. Yeah. Uh, right around the time that, that your dad shut down, um, I, I took off. I took off. I I got in. I literally decided on a Friday. I got in my yeah. car. I packed up stuff and I drove out to San Diego. And all I did, I swear to God, I I, I took a Ziploc bag. I put my 
my yeah. phone and stuff and Fuck buried it. it so that I knew where it was. So all I had was just my clothes and that's it. I went out to the water. I literally knelt down and just like, like almost baptized myself, like just dunked my head in the water and came up and like, thank, that's it. It was just me by myself, drove all the way out there, did that state and came back. That's all I did just for the, the, the cleansing, the, the release, the just, get back to something that I'm afraid. I'm actually afraid of big bodies of water. They freak me out. So that had yeah, even more it's in us. There's something about it. Yes. No, I mean, it's, it's everybody. It's the magnitude mountains too. get on a mountain range. You're like, Holy fuck. Yeah. It, yeah it's, it's the grandeur of everything. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm worried about what's going to happen tomorrow at work. And there's this huge mountain. There's this huge body of water. Like nature is out here and this is, and I'm worried about that. Like, Nature doesn't care about that. Some mountain lion comes up and I'm food. It doesn't care if I have a family or not. I'm done. 10% is what happens. 90% is how you react. And that's a nonstop. It's mm -hmm. every little thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can have the most off day or the best day. They're always going to keep coming. Yeah. And it's, it all depends on your mental state. <laughs> like right now that you were saying, uh, uh, have you ever followed or seen, uh, what's his name? David Goggins? course yeah like you were saying that he, he this guy's going out there and hunting lions tr trying to help him process things to make that decision he's making yeah, that with point. a fucking sword yeah and he's making that point where he's <laughs> running and stuff and he's like that that's the one of the best times to do it because you're doing these long runs going like five six ten miles and at some point your body's going to start like why are we out here why are we doing this and then you start thinking of things that you normally wouldn't think of because you're too busy with tech or whatever, but now you're really processing the stuff that's been bugging you, the subconscious stuff. You start getting into, sure. is, it, is this stuff even important? I'm out here dehydrated and ready to pass out from running 10 miles. Does that really matter? No, not really. And the other thing that's amazing, like with the stuff that you're reading, those guys that were doing that stuff, they were what, in their late teens, early 20s maybe? Because life expense, expectancy yeah. was like 30. It, the, I mean, those guys, we're talking men of men, so they might have been early 30s. They might have, but they peaked right then. And then mm -hmm. it was, like you said, dead by 50 or 60 by some kind of something. But they, they still were, you know, around 30 when they were those kings, those men, 30 to yeah. 40, still and, that hardened warrior. Yeah. And they didn't survive past that because of war, too. A lot of men, all men were, were christened through war, you know, and their lineage. And so that also was like, you know how dumb we are when we're young boys, dude? It's oh, yeah. like they were dying. They were getting cut up. Yeah. Know? Oh, it, it, I mean, it, and it's not even real men. It's not even survivors. as far back as we think, because even when you think about the World War II era, 18 and 19 year olds were going off doing those amazing things where I wouldn't trust oh. an 18, 19 year old now. Well, I mean, except those in the okay. military, maybe, but most of them, like, yeah, they're not, they're still. They're not, ahead, they're not equipped to, to make that kind of decision. And there they were changing the world, literally. Well, I'll tell you, it's still going on. All my army bros, I, I made friends. They saved my business the last few months over right before COVID. Actually, I started delivery to the barracks and I, mm -hmm. I got to know all the tankers. I got to know all the flights. Oh, cool. I got to know basically the whole fucking base. Right. And, uh, and they really put me on with the city and uh, Taco Avocat. So I will say that right now. And I'll tell you, though. They still are that young and that, you know, and that's what's cool about them, too, because they are literally ready to go die. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers are something of an old era. These these young, uh, 
what do they call it? Recruit? No. Cadets? Uh, privates. I don't know. Cadets? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they're in the barracks. You know, they just enlisted. They're just out of boot camp and uh, they're ready. They're uh, groups of tanks, groups of artillery, groups of, you know, uh, they're getting better and better at their weapons. They're ready to go kill. They're ready to go die for their country. They're something of a different era. And mm-hmm. people don't believe that it's real. People don't believe this stuff still exists. Uh, these men were raised to do this by their dads and by their grandpas and by their grandpa's grandpas. And they're right. still ready to do it. Right. And so they're, but they're still 1920 and it's just anyways, uh, to make a man takes years and years and years. Yeah. And so back in the day to get to that level, you would be surviving battle after battle after battle to become that level of man. And we have no right to patches like that. Uh, you know, tech does not help with that. You right. Need the, the body, you where, need the hard things. Where the sad part is, is that it could, but we just misuse it. It's I, I have that thought all the time. Like whenever people start getting maybe into, maybe that's what's coming. Maybe, maybe that's what's coming. Realistically, I wouldn't doubt it because I, mm-hmm. I have that thought all the time where people start complaining. I remember when I was younger, they were complaining about the music and how it's influencing kids, blah blah blah. Or it doesn't matter if it's music, if it's politics, if it's uh, religion, if it's all these uh, civil rights things or gender thing it, at the end of the day anything you give me i can blame the people we are the problem we can blame government we can blame everything all we want it's us we could we demand these things so of course they're going to give it to us why is there shitty music on because that's what the masses want if you, someone I, likes that shit though you gotta understand someone dude anyone creating and now you are mm-hmm. you know you could be the best shitty podcast and you'd be happy with that title yeah yeah. Right. So, I mean, when you say that someone, the fact that that exists, I'm just saying as far as I want to rise everyone and be positive about everything and, and be a content creator myself. Right. Uh, we need to recognize like you do spawn the haters. There's no way to not. It's like, uh, oh, that's another just like spawning the good and the bad. That's another know? thing. I I actually I maybe I'm just different. My, my mentality is different, but I'm actually looking forward to my haters. The day that I get my first comment, like your podcast is just stupid, but I am actually going to love it because in my mind, Wait. the more haters you have, it sure. means that you're doing something right. Because for every one hater, there's two people out there that really enjoy your stuff. They might just, they for just sure. might not say it. For sure. I like what dude, one of the, the, the my favorite lines from a, a hip hop song is Kanye West song where he's talking about uh, screams from the haters has a nice ring to it. Every superhero need is, needs his theme music. I love that line. Right. I, I absolutely right. love it. I'm like, dude, I, I want haters that to, to me, that's a sign of success. You haven't I'm, maybe fully succeeded, but it's a sign that you're headed in the right direction because if nobody's hating reading, on it, nobody cares. I'm reading this book on war tactics right now. Mm-hmm. Another Robert Greene book. All his books are amazing. He always has something to teach me, and and you take time away from them, and then you go back. You're like, wonder what this book was about. You know what I mean? Right. And so I'm out there fighting my. Uh, I'm out here in a deer blind, waiting for the deer to show up, while I'm fighting these people that are just trolling me on social media as I'm listening to a book on war tactics by Robert Greene, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and that was literally where I was at two days ago. Uh, but. Uh, the haters anyways um he was saying how you know the greatest in history always had their enemy mm-hmm. and in the defeat of their final enemy like caesar defeated pompey they mm-hmm. pretty much go downhill they have no one to rise to 
Yes. It's it's pretty crazy how, you know, Batman and the Joker and these things that we say are lower are not. And they exist. And they existed just a few years ago. And we're craving it. We're craving to have battle. We're craving to have enemies. We don't want to kill each other anymore. So like you said, with the tech and the trolling, and maybe there's there's some new way of battling out there that we haven't quite discovered, you know? Oh, yeah, for it. sure. Like, I mean, back in the day, everything was just Creation. actual warfare, like people against people, where now we're sending drones, and it's it's more techy, but you're still fighting. It's still There's always going to be war. That's the sad part. I, as much as I would love to say that we could live in this utopia, every, there's always going to be conflict, always. That's just well, human nature. There's You're going to disagree. For sure. And to but, the point where it just gets ugly. But, okay, the face masks are a form of world peace. And everyone needs to recognize that. Because we all did the face mask. So the whole world's communicating now. Mm-hmm. So that's going to transcend very quickly. Because like you said, the people, they are the people behind the trigger in the government. Everyone's afraid of governments and war and all this. But mm-hmm. actually, the people can all talk to each other now. So there could be world peace as far as bombs and guns and uh, uh, military against military. Those things should go away. They really should. Yeah, but there will be conflict for sure. We need to right. have ways of battling. We need to have like an NFL gladiator, some kind of death games we agree on or something. We right. Something probably, you know. Right. And it'll be it'll be more. I mean, that's kind of the UFC and like you said, football, hockey, these things now. It's a form of the gladiators, except they're not killing each other, but it's that form of entertainment and it the people live vicariously through it. I I can't I couldn't continue playing football, but that was one of my greatest uh, habit not, not habits, but it was one of my greatest outlets. I realized probably in my late twenties that I needed that because I would practice hard yeah. all week, even as much as I hated it, but to get to the game so that I could just hit someone. Not that I wanted to hurt them. Because they had pads and stuff, but it just that that sense of like going out on a battlefield and just fighting against your enemy, just trying to to get that that aggression out. And afterwards, for the rest of the week, I was the happiest person in the world because I let out that aggression. And a lot of people don't have that now. The, I just fist fought my cousins up north. You uh, just... One of them, uh, yeah, I'm not even joking. And and wrestled a couple of them and fucked mm-hmm. my spine all up and gave all that energy that they wouldn't. Bunch of fucking bullshit. Uh, I like the physical. They just bring it out. I'm sick of it. And uh, and we diffused it just like that, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so it's in. And then hockey's the same way. See, I love hockey because same as football. It's a physical sport. Right. And you literally need to be sore and beat up to feel good as a man. And that's like really what it gets down to. Even jarring our body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something like people are like, oh, you get old and break your hip. No, you're actually just getting weak. You're lightening up all your joints and fascia because you don't jump. Jump kind of harshly. Put your Get on your toes and drop down on your heels, Arturo, and kind of shake your whole body, even your brain, mm-hmm. and start to build that as a uh, as as that same kind of hitting, you know, and, mm. it, and it'll compile into it, – it, it's kind of like uh, you've heard of uh, – what's it called? Zhang, where you vibrate your body. But you need vibration through your body, basically, a strong vibration. And there's many ways to do it, humming and singing and dancing and blood flow. But even like impact is very good. So whether you're hitting and jumping, uh, I've done where if I'm going downstairs, I look like a little kid. I'm just jumping around because Mm -hmm. I'm getting that impact into my life all day. So I can kind of roll around like the Terminator now. And it feels amazing because I'm 
very good at impact and my body has sent all those signals to strengthen all my joints and all yeah, it's part of my health you know our bodies are designed to move every little thing like joints and muscles and ligaments and tendons were designed to move and the body adapts way better than we give ourselves credit for you i mean you've seen the shaolin monks where they're kicking like bamboo trees with their shins i hit my shin right now i watch them daily on the floor crying but they they're over there kicking bamboo trees because they train yeah. their body that way i love that shit. It, it's a yeah it's a matter of it's amazing what the human body is capable of doing it's just it takes work it takes effort there are tons of people with dude i i don't know if i told you i got diagnosed with diabetes a couple months ago and yes since and i told you the one thing to focus on we, yes that's we right had a good talk yeah 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 yep. um since then, dude, I've lost 20 pounds. I, yeah. My sugar is down to the point where they don't, they, I don't need to be on insulin. I don't need to be on any heavy medication. I'm just on one tiny pill, and even that I'm working on getting off of. But I was like, the, the high level is 200. The, the ridiculous level to where you could potentially go into a diabetic coma is like 300. I was at 585. It was crazy well, high. I don't want to get the help, but we know you're going to live a long time because you're dead and you're finding this health shit. So, I mean, to me, I'm not, I'm not even worried about your health. I want you to progress it mm -hmm. and come to me and, and we'll see, but you, you know, health, I'll go for two hours on health. No. Yeah. I got you. I and I, we, that's a whole other podcast that we could get into. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you I'll, know, I'll, I, I'll have to come on I'm to sorry, yours when you finally get I, yours going. I was thinking about it, man. Thank you. And actually, let's talk about that then. So it's funny you're doing a podcast. Can we talk about how we know each other? Yeah, dude. Anything. I, I'm okay. an open book, bro. Whatever you want to put out there, you want to talk about what you're doing and what, you're, uh, what you've done, made... knock yourself out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just to start, as I'm thinking and holding this blade, so <laughs> the army bros hooked me up mm -hmm. and uh, bought a bunch of tacos and saved my business. But what they also did was two of them started businesses. One of them does car wraps and one of them makes his own knives. And okay. I met both these men when they were like day one, like I'm starting my own business, kind of thinking about it. What do you think? And I was like, fucking hey, look what I'm doing. And they were mm -hmm. like, okay, bye. And so now six months later, I see both of them and they're literally every day full work, every day on their business. This, uh, my blacksmith, my bladesman, he made me his uh, 200th knife. Okay. And, uh, and when I had met him, he had only drew five knives. And that's all they were is drawings. But here's right. the thing, right? I would have drew a butter knife for my first knife. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, I'm thinking, like, I got to make a knife. I'm thinking a butter knife, right? Like, mm -hmm. What are you thinking? Your first knife ever. I'm thinking, like, the anyways, he had, like, five crazy blades he was going to make and he had like one of them raw cut out and uh and he i could just see passion and talent and right i think he felt that and the other guy was working his ass off and i was and i think you felt that too and we propel each other right you you doing a podcast uh it's really interesting because we used to know each other we both uh dipped out of that company it closed down it was mm -hmm. our whole lives yeah and uh and uh, everything changed. And I've seen a lot of people change just like you. A guy, uh, Mike, mm -hmm. who I met at Restaurant Depot, uh, he sold everything he owned and moved to Silver City and just lives like, kind of like you're saying, getting out in the dirt, walking more and shit, just a lot right. more basic and getting way healthier and happier. 
totally changed his life after meeting me and listening to that first podcast. And then uh, the last thing I'll mention of men that I really appreciate in my mm-hmm. life is uh, this guy, Mikey, who had been told he can't have kids. And I said, yeah, you can. You just got to get her pregnant. Don't listen to the fucking doctors. Right. I shut it down right in his face. A month later, he got his wife pregnant. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Look and at me. And that baby's alive now. Look at me. I, dude, I, I was told by doctors that the, my sperm count was just too low and low mobility Same. and whatever. And they're like, no, Never no. Yeah. And I met Lucinda and she sat me down one day. She took, we went out to you and she's like, um, I took a test and I'm pregnant. I'm like, I was told I couldn't. What the hell is going on? And dude, look at, here I go. I'll tell you what that I is. I got my three. I'll tell you what that is. I'll tell you what that is too, though. That's also desire. And a good woman brings it out in a good man. Oh, brother, I, I, I tell people all the time, you know Lucinda, oh, absolutely. I mean, I I never like to speak bad about people from my past. We had our differences. We had whatever the case may be. I don't, I'm not speaking ill of my ex, but Lucinda is on a different level. She, the things that most guys have to worry about, about, oh, well, the so-and-so asked, you know, if I can go have a beer. She's going to be the first one to kick me out the door, not give me any grief about it to be like, yeah, go for it. You know, if you need somebody to give you a ride home, give me a call. Don't drink too much. Definitely don't drive. Go have fun. Go unwind and come back home. Or like, I don't have to worry about any of the things that most guys have to worry about with the jealousy and the the the, the different. Like she understands completely. And I'm the same way with her. Like it's it's completely different from any relationship that I ever had. And it's. It's motivating. It, it, I don't waste time on the bullshit anymore. So now I'm like, how? what do I need to do to get to the next level so that I can provide more you, for my family? I doubt you'd have a podcast without her, right? It, you, very, very true. I, I, I very yeah, seriously doubt it as well. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, so back to my point, we've been changing and it's yeah. good. And everyone needs to keep changing for their happiest selves to come out we need to the bros will rise we need to inspire each other mm-hmm. i want to mention those guys because i know most of them are going to listen to this uh and they inspire me it's like whatever they saw in me i get back tenfold and uh, i'm not stopping dude my business is just getting fucking going my business was designed certain ways it was not designed to be a get rich quick it was designed to to basically feed people and slowly right. and slowly, it's going to ramp up and feed more people, and my message will become powerful, and I'll get to build my own personality. You know what I mean? From, yeah. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, creation, creation. It's not. Creation. It's not just. Uh, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about what you're doing is that it's not just a business. It's a lifestyle that you're trying to promote. That you're trying Fucking to get people. <laughs> right. It, <laughs> it, 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 I think that especially, you know, they, people want to get into the gender role bullshit, but I think men at their core need a battle to train and fight for. It, it, it could be mental. It could be physical. They, they, it just, it's there. I, I feel it. Like I, I want to go out there and get a punching bag and just, just start, you know, moving and doing stuff. I'm not going to go out and pick a fight and fight someone, but I feel like I have this need to be prepared so that I can defend myself. God forbid, defend my family. If they have like the, uh, the situation ever arose, I just feel it there. And it's just, it's one of the things that I think just makes me just sit and not do things. Sometimes just, I don't have anything to train for. I don't have anything to fight for. Find something. Okay. 
that is the biggest thing, right? And that's that's why I spent my time and I made that time for myself and I do talk to other people. Uh, but it does seem to be the hardest thing is not once you find the thing, then mm -hmm. it's easy to just fall and just the years and months fly by. But most people can't find that thing. They really right. can't. And uh, and so we need something that's more for everyone. We need and something that's it will be specific, but more direction, I guess. Right. And that that's that's the problem that I've had for a long time. I would tell people my whole spiel used to be, oh, well. I don't know what I want to do, but as soon as I find what it is, I'm going to be unstoppable. And then one day I had a thought, and, uh, as a matter of fact, you met him, Gary V. It was listening to his stuff that I was like, when he's saying, go out and just try things. You're not going to know what you are passionate about or care about or want to do with yourself unless you try different things. It's going to might even be something that you never would have thought of before, but you try it. And it's like, holy shit, I really like this. And uh, so now my just go if you don't know what you want to do yet go, try everything try doing a podcast try go see if a welder will let you apprentice with him for you're going to do shit work for a while but you have to earn it go do shit work and do an internship go tell somebody something that you enjoy doing try to find somebody that you could do it for free just to get the experience don't just sit there and wait for it to hit you like some kind of epiphany even if you're not working uh, yeah. towards a goal work towards yeah. getting a goal Work towards something. And just you have stay to, busy. Just stay, stay busy. busy. Exactly. Just stay busy. Busy towards your goal or busy towards finding a goal. But stay busy. And you'll, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what what inspiration hits you from out of nowhere. It's like, holy shit, I talked to this guy that does this. And now I didn't, it gave me a thought that to do something similar. And now I'm going to do that. Dude, go for it. Even if you fail, go for it. Because even in What's failure, there's great. I, that's, that's been my problem since I was young. I don't, I don't have anything that I'm passionate enough podcast, about then. for this podcast. Then you're already oh. on something here. Yeah, no, no, this, this is, this is where I'm focusing my, and, and like I said, anything that I'm not focused towards improving the situation for me and my family, this, any spare time that I have, it's mostly this. I'm trying to learn the app. I'm trying to learn what, what uh, apps I can get for my computer that can, uh, download the audio and improve it before I upload it. I'm trying to get money together to get the mics and stuff so that I could have people face to face more and maybe more social. It, it, my brain, I'm constantly watching podcast videos and tutorials and uh, equipment reviews and stuff like that. Right so it, like I said, you work towards something, even if it's, and yes, you need your downtime. I still play my video whenever I get maybe a half hour, I'll jump on the PlayStation and try to get a game in and then go to bed or something. You have to have that balance. Yeah. Whatever it is for you right now, I've been finding mm -hmm. it with business, uh, quick visits to my daughters cause they're girls and I can't handle more than a couple hours with them. And then, uh, <laughs> I know. And then, uh, hunting. And so literally like mm -hmm. I'm just out there fucking shit up again, dude. Uh, I hadn't killed in like three years. So I'm back out there. I'm all jittery. I'm like moving my body too much in the blind. There's like vibrations, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, I'm bringing in nothing but does and I want a buck so bad. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I had one buck kind of in a shooting lane and he was coming right at me. He was like 30 yards maybe. And I go to grab the bow. He wasn't giant, but I definitely, I would have took him and, uh, and he spooked and ran off. And so mm -hmm. I, anyways, I had to go drive home and reassess what am I doing? Because years ago when I hunted and left aviation, um, mm -hmm. I made the hunt hard. 
And then this year I was back to the same thing. I own a truck now. I was making it easy. I was listening to these other hunters. I need their info on like characteristics of animals. I don't need their info on how to be lazy and get in a spot. So now mm -hmm. I'm to the point where I think I have the exact plan. I got my bike ready. I was already out there. So I, I like to do it is ride the bike all the way. It's like three to six miles way out to the spot. Uh, come in there dead silent on the bike, climb up in a tree or in a ground spot, because otherwise, if I'm sitting in a blind or even sitting in a, uh, well, tree stand, some of them aren't too bad, but I have to be uncomfortable. If right. I'm too comfortable, I actually, the jittery comes out. I'm not at war then. Right. So, so now I'm like ready with this plan and I'm going to go get a buck next time I go down there and, uh, but I had to come up with this plan and now I got to execute it. So that's the plan. I got my bike ride all the way in, climb up in the tree, sit there uncomfortable for about three hours, wait for the big buck to come right in. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, and I'm, it's not quite on the same level, but it, to me, it's like when I'm a, I'm a gun nut. I, I love that. That's another thing that I, whenever I do watch YouTube videos, I'm watching guns and gun reviews and this and that. And it, it astonishes me that people for one, they have their license to carry, but they never go out and actually train. That's just ridiculous to me. But even when they do, they go out there, they have their headset on, they have their glasses on, they get in the position and just bang, bang, bang. It's like, dude, get down and do some push-ups jog like run in place get your heart rate going because yeah you can train to shoot at a steel target that's not moving but god forbid you're ever in that situation that's not how it's going to happen your heart is going to be jacked and if your hands are shaking and you can't you don't learn how to control it your shots aren't going to mean anything if anything you're putting just, somebody in danger I just mentally on the way home too committed to every morning, 5 a.m. I'm getting on the bike full of my sweats and I'm sweating uh, at, at Planet Fitness. And I'm going to go work. And, but that way, when I go back out there to hunt, I'm ready right there because that's the level. Uh, that's the part of the training I know that I can't get way out there and be soaked in sweat. And you know what I mean? So I have to right. build that muscle to where I can ride that bike six miles out to the spot. And so that would be the only thing holding me back. So. I know exactly what you're talking about because I'm mm -hmm. applying it right now. It's exactly right. what you're talking about. It doesn't matter what the aspect is, uh, you know, if if it's hunting or if it's carrying a weapon. I mean, you need to be proficient and trained in the, the weak parts, the parts that you can't pop. People think you just have a gun. Literally carry a gun and try drawing it. You drop it on the floor half the time. You have yeah. to become real comfortable with the grip. You have to become real comfortable with the release. You have to become real comfortable with the pull. You have to – there's like so many things to shooting a gun accurately. And, mm -hmm. and then if you're going to carry, you need to be capable of that. That's what you committed to. So oh, yeah. it's exactly I, what it is. I've told a couple of buddies that they were talking about possibly getting one. I'm like, dude, if you're going to do it, I will walk. I'm very, very adamant about knowing gun safety, gun rules, follow them to a T. If you, and I told him, if you buy one, do me a favor before you buy any ammo. Don't buy the gun, but do not buy ammo. Carry it, get your holster, carry it in the house so that you know that you don't have any ammo. Check it, of course, to make sure whatever. And pr just walking around, as you're going to feel stupid, but I did it for like two weeks. That's all I did. I carried around the house and I would, I would train. Lifting my shirt, pull it, draw, and point. Nobody else was in the house, of course. But get used to, get used to what it's going to feel like because, like, I, like you're saying, you, you get in that situation and you fumble with your shirt. Dude, 
somebody's going to get hurt because you were fumbling with your shirt. No, that's that's ridiculous. Train to the point where it if it happens, it's a fluke. Train to where that's almost muscle memory, that you're going to get the shirt out of the way so that you can draw your weapon. A lot of people, just simply the, the that tea cup grip that they use, it's like you don't even, you can't even do that. How do you expect to shoot proficiently? Because you're in a life death, life and death situation. There's no room for error. And if there, right, if there is an error, like you train your your magazine hangs up, whatever. There's a round. You need to learn how to get the magazine out of there. Rack that weapon to make sure that the shell is out of the way. Get your new magazine in and get back in the fight. Because you don't train for that, and that happens, you just lost two seconds, and that's the difference between life and death. People don't take uh, these things into account. Let's talk about the apocalypse then. And you're going to use your gun now, right? Oof, the apocalypse. Everyone, everyone before COVID hit bought all the food and ammunition. Did you notice that? And toilet paper, yes. And toilet paper, yeah. And Dude, I, paper. Did I you went. That, I went. I'm not joking. No, no, no. I, I, I went to... Um, Everyone bought all the food and ammunition. Everyone's going to kill each other and eat. What's the, what, yeah. What's the one that's over here on the west side? Is, is it Gander Mountain? No, it's not Gander Mountain. Uh, Cabela's. I can't remember, but I... Yeah, Cabela's. Um, I went to Cabela's. It was like shortly after the toilet paper thing, like maybe a week or two after. I couldn't get double lot buck. I had to get uh, birdshot because it was sold out. You got anything, bro. Yeah, it's, no, no, it's it, all it's... gone for a long time. It was all gone, and it's a joke because everyone's not going to kill each other like that. Any kind of no. apocalypse can play out way different, man. You only need one clip in your clip. Uh, there's just so many bullets, guys. There's so many fucking bullets. We can kill each other a million times over. It's not even. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, bullets. it's, it's yeah, there, and and to me, it's even funnier because I still am not even half as proficient as I want to be in first aid and any of this stuff. But these guys are going out there. They're buying all this ammo. Then I got, you know, ammo cans full of it. Okay, and what what do you do when somebody that you care about gets shot? Oh well, that exactly. You don't know how to do any. I have a go bag, because of a good friend of mine that's um, he's a veteran from the military. He got me a go bag, and I'm there. I have bandages. Yeah, I have a, I have know. a knife. I have a flashlight. I have all kinds of stuff in there, and I want to get proficient at knowing what it is, how to use it. Because if something you do have to bug out, you something happens, the ammo is not going to help you much. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to hunt, that ammo Whoa. is purely for defense. It's not for helping feed your family or anything. So, as I travel the country, anyone spread out, like if you get up towards Montana, Iowa, they weren't scared. They weren't wearing masks. They didn't give a shit. And it's not about spreading the disease. That's all bullshit. Um, it's literally just about hysteria. And that's really what's causing extra death and extra worry. Doctors give out death sentences. Every time doctor says someone's going to die, they die. Every time someone says they're going to live, they live. And it's, it's really putting mindset. people in the mental. Yeah, it's putting people it in the is. mindset. And so I traveled the whole country and I saw this and I saw how people were scared. I saw how California, they're trapped out there. There's only like one road out of there. If that thing ever has an earthquake or it's on fire, you are stuck in California. New York, mm -hmm. too big, too many people. Any big areas, if there ever was any kind of collapse, you really are not going to make it out, and then you are in those survival areas. But mm -hmm. if you have a little bit of land, even a little bit of land with some animals and water on it, you're going to be fine for years, and you're really not worried about it, and that's just the reality of the world. And so mm -hmm. without even there being a, a plague, because 
you know, so I studied all the plagues. That's what I did because mm-hmm. medicine has ruined us and we think it's something that's helping us and it's not. Trauma right. care is the only place that we really, even pain should be managed by the body most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, but so, man, what was the point I was trying to make? But <laughs> the, the, the point about is, the apocalypse, people being yeah, okay, for the apocalypse. Is the plague. If this was a real plague, there were certain characteristics that popped up at every plague that we just have not seen. So you can give me the statistics, but until I see death around me because I watch the people, I would not believe it. It's the same thing. The people that are going into the disease factories are dying. But, you know, most of the people you know didn't die. And all those plagues, there were certain characteristics like parents would uh, disown their children. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't see anything like that, death on that scale. If there's some real uh, young people dying from something and, and uh, you know, this thing's basically every single death can be categorized as COVID if they have the, the COVID in them. And it right. swept across the world, just like plagues do. There was one on, uh, I think it was uh, ABC or something, they did a story. And it was like, oh, they stopped it years ago. The Spanish plague was stopped right here on this island because they didn't move. It's a fucking island. That's exactly where it stopped. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, they're right. stopping it. They wore the mask. They did the six-foot distancing in Rome. It, they did it years and years and years later. They did it in 400 BC. They did it in 1200 BC. They hit real hard, the worst in 1300. I don't remember the exact dates, but I listened to it mm-hmm. from 40 different people. So I understand it. You know what I mean? And what we right. know. And it was those same things where they really, by the end of it, didn't know, but they knew how it killed people. They knew exactly what it was. This COVID thing is like a really bad respiratory flu. And that's what it is. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just changing everyone's habits to their detriment. People are getting. Uh, less sunlight, they're getting less movement, they're getting more, uh, worse nutrition, they're eating way more fast food drive through than ever, way more mm-hmm. delivery than ever of the fast food factories, and we are over-sanitizing and killing all the good bacteria. So when right. you look at how much of our bodies are bacteria and how much bacteria-killing uh, uh, sanitizer we're using, it makes total sense there's a little bit more death in the world because we are mm-hmm. literally making ourselves sick and unhealthy on the highest level right now. And right. it brings me to my biggest point that we could possibly already be completely controlled by computers, even if they're not, what's the word, like sentient or aware, they already right. control the masses and they can do it with fake news. They can make cities collapse. Uh, we literally are a slave to that phone. I was in California. I sh- turned my phone off and just couldn't get through the day. Didn't know how to drive anywhere. Did, couldn't get around without maps. Couldn't, you know right. what I mean? Like I really saw right. how much of a slave I was to that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't listen to my podcast. Unless I mean, literally all day, my phone is connected. And uh, yeah. and so now uh, just the plague, and then, wait, 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 the plague. Remember what happened right after the plague? We all went indoors because we were going to die. Then right. Black Lives Matters had their biggest protest ever, and no one died. Mm-hmm. And everyone was getting together. So it shows you that, that, you know, we overreacted. And if there is a real plague, maybe we could try these tactics, right? But... For now, we have made ourselves more unhealthy and caused more death with hysteria. That's what we've done with this first practice. Yeah. And and not not just with everything that you're saying, but just plain and simply the anxiety. That's one that I've start, read up on. Anxiety does – oh, my God, the, right the, what it does to the body, it is ridiculous. It makes you think that – it can make you think you're having a heart attack. It can ruin your your – your uh, the digestive system because of 
uh, gastritis and the acid buildup and even to leading to ulcers, just anxiety alone can do those things. And then on top of that, we're not battling this thing the way that we should. So it's which it's a perfect health, storm. Which is with yeah. health, which is change the food system. Hey, parents are wise now. A lot of the uh, success I've had uh, is because we are simply sugar-free and gluten-free. That is the simplest mm. thing that parents are finally picking up on. Wow, my kids get nothing but gluten and sugar at school. It's the mm -hmm. same thing. We got to get gluten and sugar out of the schools. It makes no sense. They can get that on their Friday night pizza journey, but in school, they can eat meat and potatoes or they can eat nothing. And, uh, and, and they can't eat sodas and Skittles. And, you know, you can't even buy cherries at your school, but you can buy cherry Skittles. And my kids, mm -hmm. that's my kids' uh, universe. That's my kids' environment that the, the powers that be that these amazing politicians and these people before us have created is my kids can go to school and get the most processed worst stuff to destroy their guts and skin and brain all day. Right. That's the world. Oh, and, and that's my what own... it is. So it's a fight, you know? Yeah. It's, it's this constant battle of trying to do what's right, but then also do what's easy because it, it broke my heart when I started thinking about it and hearing like all these kids that are doing the homeschool thing because of the COVID. And then, yeah, to hear it, it didn't occur to me that the dude, so some people, not everybody lost jobs and stuff. There's a lot of families that both parents are still working. Who's taking care of the kids. There's stories of where the kids are staying home by themselves. The, it, our, our, the message it, for COVID should be at our core. We need to get health to the masses, not medication to the masses. Mm -hmm. I've tested my skin and I've tested my cells and my gut, and I'm going to make a food pyramid. And I'm going to start putting out content uh, because I think everyone wants it, first of all. Yeah, I think you even right. want it. My friends are all coercing me to do it with making a podcast, motherfucker. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, the, at the bottom of the food period, the worst of the worst is these non-water dissolvable powders being literally whey protein, being literally. Mm -hmm. Oh, you cut off again. I'll try to fill this space with. Oh. Being the fucking worst. Meaning every single kid mm -hmm. and every single parent, every single child that has any medication, it has to go. It is the worst thing. And you're like, oh, but this, but that. I have no answers past telling you it's the worst part of your diet. That's all I can tell you. And I promise it's 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 uh it's something you're going to notice. It's not something I have to tell you. Once you figure it out, you'll see. But the powders that cannot be solved that are used. They cause the worst eczema and overgrowth, and then it gets into the plants, like the starchy, you know, like white potatoes or milk, for me, are the two that I've right. too much of in my lifetime. I just don't need much of them to have a uh, not great reaction to, in my skin and my uh, uh, alkaline levels. Not to cut you off. The most alkaline Did... foods are going to be meat and broth and eggs, maybe, uh, you know, really... Mildly cooked eggs. Those are I'm finding like my favorite foods are meat and eggs. And uh, again, when I do eat food, never gluten, never sugar, because gluten's that little white powder, wheat and grains. Those little white powders that if you put them in water, they don't go nowhere. Um, any kind of flour, even the ones they say are good, the nut powders and the coconut and the almond. I, I lump them all the same in my head now that I've eaten them. And to keep a good gut and to keep a good mental clarity, I find that it's mostly meat with some fruit and some vegetables sometimes and i'm happy with that hey jake and you know i eat some food uh, every day but uh hey 
Jake. It just depends. It depends. There's a big difference in a cooked French fry compared to a chunk of watermelon. With its alkaline and its stuff it's putting in your body and the energy it's going to give you. Um, right now at my store, I just uh, texted a guy, is honey vegan? But uh, I started eating honey. And see, I never realized what was different about honey. I could not place it. Do you know what's different about honey, my friend? I've always felt that there is a difference. Like we should sure. be using honey a lot sure. more, but I could never really put my finger. And I never looked into it. So tell me. It's, it's I'm actually animal. excited. It's an animal product. Okay. Think about it. Any okay. other sugar yeah. is not an animal product. It is a right. sap. It is a, uh, I mean, it's all refined. You know what I mean? Even taking right. maple out of a tree is a, is a form of refining. Uh, right. But honey is made and it is ready. And so I'm adding honey to my store and I've added honey to my diet and uh, like gobs of honey. And it's not like gobs of sugar. And then even the gobs of sugar, dude, I get through long spurts where I'm eating a lot of gummy bears and I know they're not the best, but they're still not as bad as like candy bars and powders and the stuff that they just add to everything. And so mm -hmm. I'm not promoting them, but I'm just saying how once you start to see what affects your energy and your gut at the same time, then you're getting onto the health. And everyone's diet is a little different, but at its core, most people do best. Uh, with what I just said, <laughs> you know, that, that actually, you know what, that I'm going to look into that a little bit more because just the other day, a, f a friend of mine who's usually promoting vegan stuff, mm -hmm. he put, he, it, it was one of those shock factor things where he was trying to show people what compose or what gummy bears are composed of. Mm -hmm. And then now that you're saying that it's like, well, maybe they're not that bad. And the reason that they're better than the other stuff is because it's still animal product as opposed to chemicals. Well, gummy bears aren't, but, uh, but honey is. Uh, well, but no, gummy bears no, no, are but... at least water soluble. If you put it in water, it's going to dissolve. That's what I was saying. Well, I'd, actually, I'd have to look more into it, like I said, because the stuff that he was posting was basically implying that gummy bear comes from like all the leftover bone and cartilage that they don't use uh, for meat products, oh, that they just grind it all up into. That'd be good if we were using that shit. That's funny. Um, it might be some gelatin that they grab. I still don't think there's any health properties. And I said, wouldn't, uh, isn't that funny? I can't help it. That, Sorry you can't that. help what? <laughs> Talking about health. Oh, man. I got I you. Like, I got you. Gonna... No, but, but see, but, but, but it, it fits you know. because like I said, the whole show is about what you geek out on. Yeah. And it, well, I'm. I'm getting energy from the earth and I'm recognizing it's got to come from the earth. And the more we overprocess things, the worse it is. Oh yeah. And I, I serve vegan products that, uh, you know, I, I studied Genghis Khan again, my man. And, uh, he, there was no man like him. He was kind of like a president mixed with a God mixed with, uh, what's the, like, emperor. Uh, yeah. I mean, just, he was literally, you know, Jesus mixed with, Abraham Lincoln. I'm not even joking. And, uh, and they, of course, it mixed with Hitler, right? Mm -hmm. You want to kill everyone. But, uh, but you know, a lot of great Alexander the Great and all these guys, there was something about conquest back then, like we said, was in us. And so it's just a different. But anyways, he, he even had, in those times, in the Roman times, there was always groups of people going to nothing but plants. And get this, most of them would also give up sex. Yeah, and all the shit about vegans that finally leave that and go to eating meat, mm -hmm. they get better sexual function. So that's something you need to realize is like your your satiety and getting full is in these animal fats, and it also is your sexual hormones. So you create a better uh, 
balance a, a higher testosterone that you're going to convert naturally. Uh, you know, so mm-hmm. eating red meat and, and, you know, different animal products is the only way to do that. And so I process like a religion. I process the vegan products and I bring as many vegans as I can and feed them better. You know, no soy, no gluten, no sugar in their products either. Right. Uh, so hopefully they might listen sometime and try some meat though, because that is the, the healthiest thing. It, most of it, I, I think good. it's, it's, it's balance it, that, and that, that's what you can boil just about everything down to is balance. It, it, like, there's there's very few things that are truly bad for you. What makes it bad for you is that you overdo it. You, you, you drink you drink a soda once a week or something. It's not that bad, but you start having a, a soda, a regular Coke, with two three meals out of the day. That's when you get hit with your diabetes. You're not drinking enough water to begin with, and then on top of that, you're adding these dark liquids that your body has trouble and, processing, and that's where you start having problems. And when you when you're having those problems and you're you're developing that diabetes, I guarantee too you're not getting out and moving like you just told me you are in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you added. So it's that same thing where it is. They both go hand in hand. There's no, you know, every, autism. Everything is multifactored. People want to know it's one thing. It is never one thing. Right. Uh, it takes years to development and underdevelopment. It takes every aspect of of these health things that we talk about. Uh, it takes, uh, we talk about the kids and not having what they need now. I'm not sure the classrooms were that great. I think all school needs to change. We need to get back to kids need to move their body all day and be taught nonstop world concepts. Mm-hmm. And that's literally, you know, I, my girls are fine. They'll get me when they get me. I'm not even worried about this. But as a whole and everything, we need to change the way we learn to make it interesting to, yeah. to uh, you know, uh, inspire i guess but uh just, to expand their really, minds to to truly yeah. let them use their mind for what it's meant to be which is to grow and to think and to create the the creative part to me is where things get lost a lot like i said there needs to be a balance and everything's so geared towards learning formulas and memorizing this and that it's like dude yes. you can incorporate art into all this stuff music and stuff and it we we seem to lose that it it doesn't help their creative process and that's not going to make them happy. My daughter is most happy when she's drawing stuff and creating outfits and stuff like that. The doing math problems, she needs it and I'm not going to tell her to not do it, but there needs to be a balance. To me, it's more about balance than anything else. Right on. Uh, can you hear me still? Yes. I actually hear you better now. Okay. Well, it's on speaker. Uh, all my text beat up. I got all beat up tech right now. I'm due for some upgrades. Uh, yeah, so the kids too, this generation needs uh, tech that they know how to wield, that they know how to use, just like weapons. We would give them daggers, we give them swords, now we give them iPhones. Uh, they need to learn how to wield it. They need to learn how to navigate through this universe and through this world of distractions mm-hmm. and, and be full of life with these weapons. And, you know, the mind's a weapon, the weapon in my hands a weapon this uh actually literally i'm walking around pulling the bow and i'm realizing uh even training with that has really got me into my uh heart i've been getting into these chakras and feeling my body Mm -hmm. and that uh vibrating i i really wish i knew the word but it's called and she gong have you heard of it do you know what i'm talking about 
That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's something like that. And uh, I read it was a group of football guys that were doing it. And then it goes back into all the Western knew that all the organs were connected and they knew like there was times you needed sex and you needed to uh, all of uh, Genghis Khan's warriors had to be able to sing and dance. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the samurais had to write poetry, all these things that seem totally non related or related. And so and it goes right. right into each of your organs and your chakras. When your chakras are aligned, your organs are all healthy. And so it doesn't seem like that, that you need to be this fully developed warrior in today's world to be healthy, but you do. It's just a different world and a different warrior. It, 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 well, it, it still helps. Like, I, I think if everybody did do that, and, well, real quick, is, are you just talking about just plain chi? Well, no. So I'm talking no, about how okay, blood about... flow and the whole body is always vibrating. Right. right. And, and so your literally heart is pumping at a certain way that's affecting your liver, let's say. And so mm. how do you have a good heart? Well, you know, it depends what time in your life you're at. But I mean, there's many things that fill that. Anyways, that's one chakra. And I've noticed that as even I pull the bow, it pulls my blood up to upper into my chest. And I'm just a better person if I have a meeting uh, where I pull the bow before I speak and stuff like that. I'm more uh, empathetic and you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. in touch with that organ and, and that organ has neurons in it and it thinks, it speaks, it fucking pulls our biology to pull a woman. They, the hearts will beat. It's crazy, man. It does so much. And, and yeah. those things aren't taught, you know, that's that's right. Yeah. So I remember and when you're talking about that, I remember years ago, I remember having that conversation where I really started believing it. And to this day, I still believe it. I, there's something to be said about a more classical education, like the people that are homeschooled and stuff that they they had. They learn two, three different languages. They learn about real history, not just like the stuff that's going to be in the stupid test that they have to take every two years or whatever. They, they're more well-rounded. They study music, but it's not just learn this song no it's where where does music come from about the, the how your learn ears work and, yeah learn and it, 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 yeah that's where yeah, yeah. The, just the that classical education that you see in older movies where they're you know from this time to this time they have to do this at home with a certain tutor now it's just everything's so like a assembly line just very robotic there's something to be said about that classical education where you do learn everything. The, the, the reason that the samurai were so good at what they did is because they could, they knew, they knew the pain of killing and dying because they loved so intensely. Well, death was always thought of different to our generation. It was actually celebrated through most cultures. And mm-hmm. we are so afraid of it that we fuck up paying our bills and shit. It's weird how it's not even applicable in today's world how men can't even find a way to almost die and it's like at our core all we're looking for it's it's why we're reckless when we're young it's why we're ready to go in the military it's why we crash cars when we turn 16 uh it's it's seeking that honorable death it's it's seeking that beautiful honorable death To, to the samurai dying wasn't a problem it was dying dishonorably that was the problem like that was the worst thing that could happen to you not dying and everybody's gonna die your true self that's why they were ready mm-hmm. for death they're like oh this world's changed now uh, you know uh i'm my truest self cut off my fucking head i'm ready doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it was if you're ready if if this world is going to waver the man i am and all you know if they were ready and 
you don't die yeah, that's... you accept it it's not about dying it's when you accept it that the anxiety goes away really that's what we're talking about yeah absolutely because i mean I've, I've even been around older people and stuff that they just have that sense of like i'm ready and the family around them like no how could they say that and i get it like if you've lived your life and you're content and you're happy right. well, or you're at your... different yeah but yes that's completely different but we're t- i'm just saying to know your to know your what is uh i just read stephen pressfield and uh he wrote are you willing to die for let me say are you willing to change your life for this are you willing to die for this and they had Mm. that right and we don't have that right yeah no everybody's everybody's definitely won't fucking die not for anything number one right everybody's quick to jump on their soapbox and talk about preaching this and that is like how much do you truly believe in it how much of it is just something to do just something to talk about what are you willing how much of it what are you willing to die for are you willing to die for these things that you supposedly believe in and that'll change your perspective are you willing to change your life even? I just spent, I, mm-hmm. I found a place for 200 bucks, no water, no heat, no electricity. And I spent six months living out there in Waco tanks. And I, mm. I had many nights where the heater didn't work and it was freezing cold. And I was the warmest, safest, happiest person I've ever been. And I just felt there you go. because I had that. I had my business. I had my daily, uh, I was actually driving a bunch of shit, Ubers, Lyfts, all this stuff. Uh, expanding my knowledge base of the city and my connections and my business all at once. And it was the most growth I've ever had in my life. And I'm like begging myself to do it again almost. I'm kind of craving it. It was so potent. It felt so good. I was in my true self. Didn't have any, you know, people think like these bad thoughts and like idle hands and they, they hear right. it, but they don't understand what it even is. It's right. literally everything that distracts you. That's why I said I spent all that time, dude. I literally was in California and didn't even care about the ocean. I was so deep in my psyche. I was reading, uh, dude, there's so many books. These guys have done this before, these men before us. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? R.C. Jung or something, the Red Book, all these different books, dude. Uh, you go into your psyche. Uh, oh, a great book I wanted to recommend because uh, Attachment. Do you ever listen to mm-hmm. Audible? Uh, I have before, yes. It's free on Audible, and it's by Luis. If I close this, one sec. Can you hear me now? Yes. Awesome. I'm over but here ready to write this down. Key, bro. We are so attached. The Five Levels of Attachment, Toltec Wisdom by Miguel Ruiz Jr. And he's super awesome, proud uh, Latin American who has that Toltec wisdom he got from his dad, from his grandfather, and it's lost and we all need to study it. Uh, we it's so attached to everything. We're attached to our fucking Instagram. We're attached to our, mm-hmm. we're attached to the, uh, knife and fork we use. We're attached to, uh, what's something simple you could be attached to a bag. I don't know, man, whatever you're attached to, you're allowed mm-hmm. to have nice things. You're not allowed for it to control you and, and cause judgments on others. And you don't realize all these things you've created that now you're stuck to, you know, especially mm-hmm. with social media. I've watched it with Instagram yeah. over and over. It is not, some people use it good, probably have had some resets there. Some people get 10,000 followers and their DMs full of people they don't want. They make no money. They put out just to get those followers and they've become 
you know they're slave mean? they're slaves to likes well yeah but they're not even themselves they're whatever those people push them to to just get to high level of no and that and that's what i mean they're, they're such a slave to the like relationships that they, you meet all these people and they can just contact you in a second i don't like that man i just yeah no it's not a real it's not a real friendship it's not well, it's and it's holding it's, you back people are all it's it just depends how you use it, like I said. But I've had right. times where I had people in my life that weren't even in my life that I'm getting judgments from because I'm putting information out on Facebook that I don't want to put out. And then I'm getting their judgment back. It was just terrible, terrible. Uh, and that attachment is talking about that. It used to talk about physical things, uh, worshiping mm-hmm. idols and you know gold and jewelry. But nowadays, right. it can be literally an Instagram post that you feel – you have to live up to the rest of your life because you put that yeah. there. Yeah. Really and actually, uh, Joe Rogan actually talks about this quite a bit where he's saying, like, if you're going to be a content creator, don't read the comments. Just just yep. put out the information and, right. the, and forget it. Forget the rest because, you're like I said before, you're always going to have people that do enjoy it. But for some dumb reason in our brains, that doesn't resonate with us as much as the negative. My, if somebody could come up to you and say, dude, your, your podcast was amazing. Like I loved it that they, Oh, thank you. That's awesome. But then somebody comes out, Oh, your, your podcast was shit. For some reason, that's the one that sticks in our heads more. It happens at the time of times why I'm fighting. Uh, I'm out there reading war tactics in the tent to fight those ladies. They all attacked me on one day. They, it's like, they know each other. You know what I mean? They'll jump on mm-hmm. it and it's like, dang it. By the end of it, you know, it's, and then you've had the opposite where people are super nice, get a refund, go right back. They're a regular customer because they just talk to you. This one guy, listen to this mm-hmm. dude, grown man, put a bad review because he didn't get enough salsa. We gave him a big thing of salsa. And guess what, grown man? Ask for more. All you had to do was ask for more. Instead, right. he puts a negative post out there that sits out there. Instead right. of asking for more. And he's going to teach his daughter to do the same thing. Nope, you just do a negative review. You don't negative review McDonald's. You don't negative review these big companies. You just right. pick on these little companies that have a tiny little fuck up and you act like you're big. And that's what I, that's that's the attack. It is personal. It's it's totally personal. I worked so hard for those times never to happen. And guess what? They're still going to happen. There's no. Yeah. And, that, that, and I think that's, that's where hopefully you get to draw that line to where I know that I'm doing everything that I possibly can for that stuff. Not to happen. And when it does, I'll be more than glad to try to fix it for you. But if you don't give me the opportunity, you just go straight to the internet and place a review. I can't do anything for you. Just forget the comment. Just it is what it is. And, and it, it'll weed itself out because I know me and Cinda, we're definitely like that. We read reviews and this and this and how, okay, but what did you do to cause that situation? You're just complaining about the company, but it sounds like you're kind of an asshole. So you probably made things worse. No, we don't believe the reviews. Negative reviews, I, don't, I tend not to believe them because it's somebody that had some bone to pick. They didn't get their way. They went full Karen and... Now they're just obsessed. Like, dude, you didn't give the business an opportunity to fix whatever really is wrong. And it's not a real problem. They didn't get enough salsa. Like you said, go up and ask for some. Dude, they now, would love you to go... give you more salsa. You like yeah, if... you want more salsa? Fuck yeah. You know I mean? uh, it, yeah. It's like, dude, hell, you like my salsa that much that you're asking for more? Hell yeah, you can have more. They, now, if you go up to the counter. Free. Yeah. Yeah. And if... It would be different if somebody goes, if you go up to the counter and ask for masasa and they still say, I'm sorry, sir, but we have to charge you this. 
it's a business it is okay. what it is it but is. now on the other hand if they're like no you can't have more sauce no it, it's it, what do you think it's free okay now we have a problem well here's what it is it's salsa i give it away and people throw it away so we've had to come to the point where we only give a little and we ask them hey do you want it and they said yes and if you want more you ask for more and our regulars know that eventually mm -hmm. i have to charge it and then the response is the same hey motherfucker you forgot to buy more salsa so i'm always right and i'm under attack so it, i know the customer's always right but in this scenario about that bad review i'm always right <laughs> no yeah none that, that 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 whole thing about the customer is always right that applied back in the day when the customers were actually normal human beings it does not apply to the people that are just assholes and want to get their way every single time we we get scammed a lot too that's what they don't realize oh Everyone oh absolutely thinks they're the, we get also we get scammed we get people that never buy our food and come in with tactics to get money out of the register i've had two young kids duped i've had lots of phone calls i've had mm -hmm. uh my time wasted with these fake electric companies it your business is non-stop under attack so it does oh yeah really personal and under defense and you know, you just yeah. block some people because it's like, how much of my day can I spend with you? I've, I've given you all the, I'm here. What do you want? You just want to yell and complain. Yeah. No, no. And a lot of them, they, they know that they complain well, long enough or, or loud enough and they get free shit. And that's all they really want. At the beginning of this, the reason we were talking about it is because uh, you mentioned like this idea of not even looking at the comments. I feel like I would need a moderator, but I also feel like that's not a bad way to start for a long, long time. Because think mm -hmm. about this. Let's say I did that. You know, let's say I start putting out some content. Let's say I really let it go out there and don't look at it. I wonder what would happen if you put like six months a year of content out there and didn't do nothing but let it sit and let the the uh, crowd develop into its own little ecosystem and let them right. kind of police themselves and let them because eventually Taco Avocado people do start jumping on the bandwagon. I've had awesome fights where people jumped in. I didn't have to fight. I was like, sweet. When other people shut it down. It does work. The only reason I do the Facebook thing, uh, you know, is because I want to refund people. It's super easy for me to get their name and send them a refund. And they're like super right. happy. They're like delete their comment right away. And right. so I, you know, I do like, I get that, you know, if there was a bad, but I mean, this happens like two, two, three times a year. We have the best service and reviews. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that, those are the ones you got to focus. You're always going to have it. When you have a bad review, it could be that it's genuinely a bad experience that they had, or more than likely, it's just somebody that's complaining over some dumb shit. Well, but when you get a good review, it is genuinely a good review. Disappointment is based off expectations. And number one, mm -hmm. they come in not knowing what we are and what we do because we're different. And right. uh, the people that get us, you know, the people that don't get us are the locals and they're the hardest to win, which I guess they should be, but they expect cheap, right. shitty flautas and we give them high and expensive shit. And, uh, exactly. you know, it just takes some training. And so our bad reviews that are that, what are you going to do? There's nothing I could do. So I, I say our reviews are almost perfect. The bad service, like you said, it's a mix, but we are trying. And normally mm -hmm. I do find if I get one or two bad reviews, I did have a kid that was making subpar chips. I did have a, uh, little broken process somewhere right now I'm right. nachos and dessert and it's the same thing where i'm only adding two ingredients to my store um and one packaging and that's me two years in knowing how to make money because i didn't mm. know i didn't know you know it's definitely not giving out cheap food it's definitely right. uh not giving out bad service i knew all those things i didn't know that packaging and uh process was going to be basically everything well i did right i knew process but Anyways, I'm real excited for that next part because finally I'm executing new stuff my way. 
uh, fully integrated into my systems. And I didn't even have my systems. I guess. Right. It's an evolution. It's an evolution. And it's, it's, it's fun to watch, dude. I I, I can tell you, honestly, it's on, on this end, it's fun to watch. I I love seeing stuff like that, man. I I wish you the best. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how far this goes and where, where it ends up. That's my output there. I will start putting out content on the other end. I'll get some hunting, fun, passion stuff out there somewhere because it's starting. Finally, I'm free. Brother, Finally, I'll tell you. I'm rolling. I'll tell you this much, dude. I I had a preconceived notion of how podcasts were supposed to be. Right. Dude, I'm noticing that there's people that put out content once every three months, but they're on there for like two hours. So it it just depends on how much. And you'll notice that if, if people start saying, oh, I wish you put out more. I wish you put out more often. Then you make a decision. I need to make more time for this. Or if just once a month is your thing, that's your thing. Like there's no, there's no set rules. You hey, you do I this whenever you want. Podcasts. Maybe you guys just keep rolling one to the next. Bang bang. That what 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 I'm sure. I'm saying you. That could be my path. I could get going on other people's podcasts. You right now could be springboarding me onto my next one. Onto my next. There you one, go. My next one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean the thing is, you're promoting it. Let's say you promote that on your Facebook, your whatever. Yep. Then people start saying, "Oh, I heard you on this one. I heard you on that one. Why don't you make your own? Then you can decide if you want well, to do your own." People already say make your own. I'm, I get you, but I, right now my output's going other areas, and I'm happy with you guys making it. Yeah. Literally. Right. You making this is incredible, dude. There's people demanding me to go on another one. I have that guy, Mike. I have a couple good friends that have been like, when's the next one? When's it? Because they just want to know what I've been up to. Right. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. So let's let's segue real quick because we're already like an hour and a half in, which is not a bad thing. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. But to get into this one, bring it down a little, a few notches, movies. Okay. What What have you seen recently? that you're excited about or what's coming out that you're excited because i i know i don't know are you still into the comic book stuff well okay so i truly believe this goes like into our nature it's or Mm -hmm. into our human race i believe that you know there could have been a thor i believe that there's men that could have harnessed energies like this i believe that all these lore come from areas even though they're talking about the stars and the gods i Mm -hmm. really think everything is also literal so that's just part of us. We love that as men. We want to hear about the warriors and the, the I want to be a superhero. We all do, right? That's just mm-hmm. who I am. I have not watched movies. I think I saw The Last Avengers in the last three years. It's been the only movies I've watched. Um, what I'm really, since I have a kid, or since I was a kid, I've always said, okay, Halo and VR and paintball will merge. And that's really what I'm waiting for. Uh, every once in a while, you get a... Uh, video game that kind of gets the gang back together cut my cousins a friend from high school and we might get a little like two month run over the winter where everyone's hunkered down sneaking some friday night games or something right right so those are fun and what i've always waited for it's finally coming if you follow the vr realm and i think a guy joe rogan was even on or had a guy vr guy on that created uh quake or something and okay. uh, he was talking about where vr is at and he was mentioning it's finally where i said and i've been out to vegas and there's one i didn't do it but there's one where you put a full immersion suit and walk through these halls. And so the way I always pictured it was like paintball. You'd walk into a big warehouse and mm-hmm. put on the thing, and all of a sudden you're in the Halo realm. You and your buddies all have guns, and you're fighting another team. And it's pretty much there. Where The one I heard they were doing was zombies. And it's literally like me and you next to each other playing uh, Left 4 Dead or, uh, mm-hmm. or Call of Duty Zombies. And that's literally already created. So 
when we talk about you want to talk about something that's what i am excited for that's i'm trying to change my relationship with technology and i just have not got into i i do a lot of maybe youtube maybe a couple documentaries but even documentaries right. are so much propaganda that you have yeah. to instantly go hit them from every angle see what's what you have to go out in the world food is so all those movies are so propaganda especially the vegan ones yeah, um, it, they're owned by companies, uh, and then the meat does it the other way. They say I, it doesn't matter. Everyone needs applicable things you can feel, and uh, and that's all I want to talk about. You know what I mean? And so when I, I fill my you. head with those movies, it's just bullshit. It's other people's bullshit. I know this. Uh, so even those I've gotten away from. I really just try and learn about the world and learn about the ancients and okay. see things I can apply. Uh, I get you. And that's really just been nonstop because I want to create. I'm trying to transcend where I can create some cool stuff. I have ideas for TV shows. I'm not even joking. Um, and I so get you. Logic and a lot of these creators, they don't, they start wherever, but they all end up singing and rapping. And you know what I mean? I literally took mm-hmm. singing lessons. I met a guy at like 4 a.m. I was taking him to a fucking Whataburger. And he's like a local guy, does some Grammy work. So I took some singing lessons. Not that I want to sing, but those warriors to develop their... Their to do, tones yeah. and their chakras and their fucking full body presence and tonality That's with cool. my team, you know. So right. I, I mean, getting oh, into it, everything I can find, really. In yeah, absolutely. Real, because I, I mean, just just that alone that makes perfect sense. Because it, you could tell, you know, your your workers something, and j- you don't pay attention to how you're saying it, and to them it comes off like you're scolding them, but in reality you were just trying times. to teach them real quick. Million times so, over. <laughs> yeah. So you learn how to. You learn how to vocalize properly and you don't get misconstrued. It's not a miscommunication. And now all of a sudden the work environment is that much better. I know. I, I, I get presence. it. I notice I have a presence. And when I am my strongest presence is when I'm doing nothing but my purest self, my purest form. So at the moment, honestly, in fact, I don't have a woman too. I don't sit down. I don't nest. I don't watch movies. Dude, I literally, you talk about you at, uh, you couldn't sleep there at night, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you have something to calm you down, right? Sometimes men just need to work, and like I've noticed yeah. that as being introverted, I've used those tools, and uh, and I still have not felt like consuming movies yet. I feel like I feel like no. I've been consuming people. I've been meeting so many people and just learning about the people of the city, giving these Uber, dude. It was right. Just, and then same thing. Like this week, I think two nights I was creating the nacho packs and my hunting plan. And my in mm-hmm. my head, and so it only happened two nights, but I just couldn't sleep till like four a.m. and I slept from like four to seven both nights, and I was fine, dude. And lots of creators, you read yeah, like this. Oh, it's, absolutely. You know, it, no it's a matter wrong, and that yeah, that that ties into it. Actually, that's the point I was going to make earlier, where people like when I was saying that people they they rest, but they're not really resting because they're not exercising their mind and their body. But that's another thing. If you're sitting there playing even two hours of video games, but you're not truly resting, then it's useless. Yeah. Well, actually, Find then, something then, else. Then you're actually, okay. So now we're into that other thing. You need to cause boredom at some point as a man. People don't want to hear this. You need to cause boredom. Okay. The video games do not allow it. They're oversensitizing. So when you go like sit out in the trees or just something simple, I mean, nature is the best because you'll hear the birds chirping and there's an actual balance to the vibrations in your brain through your ear. Okay. So uh-huh. I've found that to be the most potent, but yes, to cause creativity, these moments of boredom have to be caused. And I, that's why okay. I like fasting 
I mean, literally to lower your energy and be really bored and then upregulate it with, you know, lots of good food and spirit and uh, uh, passion. So that's mm-hmm. what I've noticed is like I like the downregulation. I went out to Cali and just downregulated and pulled myself down to nothing. And now I'm on this upregulation and my business is flourishing. I had the best exchange with this dude the other day. And uh, mm-hmm. he was a grown man. He was driving a fucking Bentley and he was impressed as fuck by me. And I was freaking dressed like a madman hunter, uh, toting the <laughs> right. fucking taco avocado flag. And he respected, he, he knew me. That man saw me working, I guess. Uh, right. So, uh, so I have the opportunity of a lifetime possibly developing right now. And, and that seems to be just, like I said, constant. And then back to, okay, back to movies and creation. See, I believe that at some point it's going to be on me to create something worthy of, everyone's consumption to put out content is that there you go and is that could that, that is there value? that could that could very well be exactly i'm sure there's tons of uh directors and, and writers that had that exact story it's like i consumed everything i could possibly consume up to a certain point and then it just became the same thing over and over and over and i just like no i'm just gonna take a step back not consume anything and see what i can come up yes with. and that's where I'm and at. I, you sit with and it I get and then the output comes and that's what i, I got this fall i got big output coming i feel incredible bro. i get you because the other day i just commented to cinda that i'm actually getting like superhero overload right the, the, there's Avengers, there's DC, there's every single character now has their own TV show. It's like, I don't even know if I want to watch any, any of this stuff. You know like, hey. give me a good drama. Hey, okay, we both have daughters, right? Do you have two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so I have three. Uh, so actually, I will say my daughters calmed me down for, I think it was last summer before I went out there by myself. It was maybe last mm-hmm. fall. And uh, we watched the entire series of The Flash. Have you seen that? No, it is incredible. I'm not even joking. Ever really? Green Arrow. Damn I man. tried to watch Green Arrow with them. No, uh, well, uh-huh. daughters now. So don't be surprised. Dude, see, when we are experiencing something, they are experiencing something. And you know, as a father, some of the hardest things with a daughter is to find that group experience. That's why archery yes. works. That's why ice skating works. That's why the flash works. That movie sucked me in like a little kid. That guy that plays the flash is such a cool little dude. He's uh and he's got those honorable characteristics that we know are at our core. I mean, the superhero okay. is who we are. So, I mean, that – and back to, like, you ever saw Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Okay, Battlestar Galactica is incredible. That's, like, almost everyone should watch that. But what was amazing about that was the uh, production value. Mm. I could not believe how good the scenes were. You make fun of them now, but right. for the time on sci-fi, no one right. ever did anything like that. And, and, and that's how the flash is. These villains they bring on are so good, bro. There's the shark. You got to watch it. It's literally that good. I'm not, you said you're on a superhero hmm. kick. I've never been a DC fan. I've never been a, a series fan. I cannot believe how fun that was to watch with my daughters. We got obsessed and watched the whole thing. It took like, oh, wow. it took like a month. Yeah. We loved it. I'm going to have to sit my daughter down and watch that then. So that's the only thing I've consumed really, uh, Besides the Avengers, no, and I I get you, dude. I I totally get because that's if anything, that's not maybe my passion, but that's one of the things that I really really enjoy is watching movies. I dude, I sit there and I analyze the directing, the cinematography. Just there's movies that are great movies, but just the cinematography was garbage, so I couldn't get into it. I, I geek out over that stuff. So to me, it makes sense. But I totally get it, dude. If you're not if you're not on that same wavelength and you're more about the documentaries and learning about people and stuff, it, it, it 
it, that's what you geek out about. That's your journey. That's what, and I appreciate learning from that. One of those days I stayed up the other night, I have my, my blade. I've never played with this. It's like a perfectly balanced little knife. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it for skinning. I I carry it now. I just love it. And I stayed up under the red light to like 4 a.m. dancing with my knife. And (laughs) I'm not even joking. It was like the best medicine. It was so good, dude. My my body and mind are so on flow right now. I feel me. It seems like the more I read into it and stuff, it seems like the things that people think are crazy that make the most sense (laughs) to bring you back to your humanity. Like the people might say that that's crazy, but I'm like, dude, to me, crazy is going to work an eight hour job that you hate and then coming home and watching TV and then going to sleep. Like there's nothing in your day that you feel passionate about that you just want to, that's not crazy at all. Dude, go outside with your kids and put on some goofy music and just dance around. This is why I think think creating a TV show could be good because I do believe there is certain shows that bring uh, emotions and and, emotions. lessons into your life that you oh absolutely through, through storytelling you know what i mean I, that's absolutely. why i just consumed enough for my moment in life right now and i have no one to call me and i like staying real active and that's just what i like man there you go all right hey man i i do i i think i gotta go this is awesome love you brother hey anytime bro anytime you do watch something something that you're geeking out about you let me know and we'll do another one Okay. I love having people on, man. It's, it's It makes it that much more fun. I think it makes it interesting for the listeners because they kind of get bored of just me by myself sometimes. Dude, I love it, dude. Anytime you want to do one, another one, you let me know. I like that you don't know what it is. I like that you just love doing it. They, exactly. I, 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 that's, I love the process. And like Gary Vee says, you fall in love with the process and the rest falls into place. That man balances. He, he lives on that heart chakra and people can't figure out what he does. That's all he does, guys. He's that good. He's just right on that heart and he just stays there. He's incredible. Mm, I agree. All right, brother. Well, thank you again. Appreciate it. And we'll, we'll keep in touch. All right, brother. I'll give you a heart. Right, love you, See you. Later, brother. Love you. Later. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Also go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast Breaker, etc., whatever. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on. And as always, thank you for listening. Please be good to each other. Love you guys.